Welcome to The Edge Podcast. The Edge is the weekly youth service of Victory Family Center, and our heart is to see this generation encounter Jesus like never before. Now let's check out this week's sermon. I'm excited to bring the word today, uh, but it's, it's going to be... Um, an interesting series, all right? An interesting series that is so vital and so important for us um, as a generation. And I don't know if we have decided, okay? But, um, you know, the title, okay, of this sermon series is going to be called Cleanse Your Hands, You Filthy Sinners, okay? <laughs> all right, in case you are wondering, okay? In case you are wondering, wow, that's such a harsh, um, you know, uh, a title. It is in the Bible, all right? It is in the Bible in James uh, chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Come near to God and He will come near to you. Wash your hands, alright? Or cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Alright, so we're starting this new series on purity. Um, and you know, purity is not exactly a word that we go like, Wow, so exciting. It's like, ha, ah, purity, okay? It's like, wow, you know, it's, it's going to be a heavy topic. But hey, let's gonna, we're going to try and make this um, fun together. Um, so we just came out from a week, not, not really come out, lah, two weeks already, okay, uh, three, since camp, two, three, two, two weeks, three weeks, alright, anyway, we just had youth camp recently, you know, and one of the things that you learn uh, from being at youth camp is that you actually discover a lot about your roommates. Alright, uh, in youth camp because you actually room together and I realized that it is a time where you actually like, it doesn't matter how long you have known them. Okay, you could have, you, you might have been seeing them, you know, from, you know, uh, for many, many years every weekend. Okay, but it's only when you room with them do you really begin to intimately know them and understand their personal hygiene or the level of their personal hygiene. Alright, anyone has tea to spill? Okay, about your roommates who don't brush their teeth before they go to bed? Oh! Okay. <laughs> Alright, this is also where um, at youth camp, you begin to discover, E, you don't shower before you, you go to bed. E. <laughs> Alright, um, you know, and, and, and you know, we learn about our friends and their level of personal hygiene at camp. Uh, also, you know, youth camp, you know, one of the hallmarks of youth camp is dirty games. Alright, and, and with dirty games, you also begin to discover um, that there are two types of people. There are those like Ian. I got some video of Ian Teo, right? Maybe last camp he went all out. Alright, he was like flinging his head all the way in like this huge tub of like ketchup. I don't know, I don't, actually, is it, is it even ketchup? I don't even know what I was in there, <laughs> alright? Uh, some of you completely embraced, like, you know, the fish oil, the baked beans, you were rolling in mud, all for tokens that don't mean anything anymore, alright? <laughs> you know, um, and some of you, like, like embrace, right, um, the dirt and uh, the dirtiness, okay? But then you also have another camp of people who's like, Everything also e, and uh, I also happened to capture a moment with Regine. All right, where's she? I saw her at the start of service. Where's Regine? Yeah, Regine. She's like she. So it's the exact same station game, right? The one in the car park where there's like tubs and you're supposed to run, and then I think what what were you supposed to do? Like you're supposed to be a chicken wing, uh, wing stop. That's right. Okay, you're supposed to like throw flour on yourself and you know sauce and whatever. So you have Ian who's like diving right into the tub. And, and he's like embracing it all. And then you have Regine that goes like... <laughs> and then right after she's done, like she's like, clean for me, clean for me. <laughs> Alright, you know, um, so, so when it comes... 
dirt, right? Uh, when it comes to like things that are dirty, right? You have your embrace cam and you have your e. I don't want to get dirty um, kind of people. You know, but generally, okay, most of us, if we are given a choice, we don't want to be dirty, right? We don't want to, you know, we don't want to sit next to the person who didn't brush their teeth, right? We don't want to, you know, um, a room with a person who doesn't clean up after themselves, right? Um, so if we all have a choice, you know, we would rather um, be clean. And in fact, hygiene is such an important and foundational thing that even my kids learn it in, um, you know, nursery, Right, uh, so it's very interesting because now that um, Hannah and Levy goes to school, you know, uh, one of their term, you know, one of their term theme is uh, hygiene and health. Right, so they go to school and they learn and they come home and talk all about like, you know, oh, you have to wash your hands, you have to brush your teeth. Right, why? Because you keep yourself clean. Okay, so um. Uh, and, and, and actually, I do have a little bit of a confession, okay? Uh, you're probably going to judge me after this uh, quite badly, but it's okay. I, I'm changed, okay? I'm a new person now, alright? But you know, I, I never used to be um, a person who showers before I go to bed. Oh, ee, yeah, so smelly, so dirty. Okay, so like, you know, just I just never had the habit, okay? Like nobody told me that it was not... Right, okay, and, and uh, yeah, so I ne- like, you don't feel dirty, so you don't like, you know, you don't feel like you need to go and shower, right? But, um, but marriage has changed me, uh, good news, uh, Joel has changed me, he's told me, if you don't shower, you're not allowed in the bed, okay, you're not worthy uh, to come into the bed, okay, so I'm changed, okay, I have overcome that. Uh, so in case if there's anyone here, uh, you haven't realised you should shower um, before you go to bed, okay, so um, we're starting this new series on purity, right? You know, uh, what is the definition of purity? Okay, the definition of purity is to be not mixed or adulterated with any substance or material, which means something that's pure, right? Um, when you say something is pure, that means it doesn't have anything else uh, mixed in with it. You know, but even as we talk about purity, you know, I want to challenge, you know, even our mindset. We're not just going to be talking about, you know, um, pursuing purity as like, oh, just abstaining from sexual sin or not having sex until marriage. Uh, but purity is more than that. It's more than just, oh, I, I choose to not um, have sex before marriage, you know, because I believe that that's what purity... No, it's not. Okay, uh, purity, you know, it's aligning our hearts, minds and actions with the person of Jesus. He is the, the epitome of what is purity, you know. And, and when we say that, God, I want to pursue purity, you know, it is Jesus, I want to be more and more like you, all right? So, um, so even as we kick off this sermon series, you know, today what we want to establish is, you know, when we say purity, what exactly is purity and what's the standard? Right? I mean, everything around us in, in media, in the world, in society is trying to define for us, okay, what is good enough? Right? What is, um, what, what, what is the standard? You know, um, and so even as we, you know, begin this, um, sermon series, you know, the question that I would ask all of us is how pure is pure enough? Right? How pure is pure enough? You know, um, uh, if you, one of the things that you always describe as pure is gold. Right? Um, and, and the thing about gold, right? Uh, if the most pure form of gold is what you call 24 karat gold. Wow. Okay. It sounds very like, wow, luxurious. Okay. 24 karat gold. Okay. But what 24 karat gold is that it is 100% gold with no other metal mixed in. Okay. But then if you look around the room, very rarely do you see people wear 24 karat gold. Right, because, okay, so girls might know a little bit more, okay, um, but, but that 24 karat gold, um, it's very, very high in value, but 24 karat gold is also not exactly the most aesthetic. You know, um, you, 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 uh, 
So, so usually when you get married, right, and then you get like a dowry, like the, the girls will receive like si tian jing. Any idea? Okay, never mind. Someday you'll know. Alright, uh, this this gold dowry from like your, your in-laws, right? And, and I remember I was like, oh, um, I don't really like the colour. Okay, but that is actually the most valuable form of gold. You know, and, and if you think about it, um, 24 karat gold, I mean, honestly, all the accessories that we wear today, I mean, yeah, they are like a pleasant gold, you know, a white gold, but none of them actually qualify to become an heirloom. I mean, you can try to give it to your children, they'll be like, ah, like there's no value in it, right? The only thing that really has real value is 24 karat gold that may not exactly be the most aesthetic, the most, um, you know, appealing. You know, but if you think about it, purity is like that. You know, in today's day and age, when you say, hey, let's keep ourselves pure, you know, let's walk in purity, it's not exactly the most aesthetic, like the, more, the, the thing that most people are thrilled to talk about, you know, but yet there is value in purity. You know, there is value in purity. The Bible teaches us there's so many promises of God that comes along with the, uh, with, when we begin to commit um, to walking in the purity that He has for us. Alright, um, and so, and also purity, as we begin to pursue purity in our life, it, it becomes something that we can actually hand down to the next generation. Alright, um, and so there is value um, in pursuing purity. Okay, so if we were to ask how pure is pure enough? What is the standard of purity? You know, uh, what is the list of what can I do and what can I not do? Alright, today um, I want to establish this, that Jesus is the standard of purity. Anybody intimidated by that? You go like, wow, oh, you tell me to pursue purity and then you tell me Jesus is the standard of purity, right? Um, and, and it can be very, uh, it can be a very intimidating, um, you know, a thing to think about. Wow, you know, when you say like pursue purity means like Jesus is the standard. He, he's the one who set the bar, you know, um, and, and oftentimes the, the pursuit of priority is intimidating because you know what? We are all sinners. All of us, right? Sermon title, right? All of us, you know, we are filthy sinners. You know, we all have sin in our life. It doesn't matter, you know, how long you've been a Christian. It doesn't matter, you know, what your past is. All of us, you know, the Bible tells us that we all fall short of the glory of God. That all of us miss the mark, you know. And so none of us can stand here in this place and say, oh yes, you know, I'm completely pure. You know, I'm, I'm completely holy. You know, that every single one of us, you know, um, have sin in our life and that is what it says in Romans um, chapter 3 verse 23. You know, it, it begins to tell us that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know, and so that means that when we look, we think about purity, it seems like a standard that we can never live up to, right? That we feel like we will fail even before we, we begin trying. And that's the reason why sometimes some of us go like, oh, if Jesus is a standard, then yeah, I'm not going to make it, lah, so why do I even try? You know, but, but today, you know, uh, I want to begin to, you know, just share the truth of the Word of God with us that it is possible for us to walk in purity. It is possible because Jesus has done everything um, possible to make a way, right? So Jesus not only came to set a standard for purity, He also came to make a way. You know, so young person today, you know, um, let's not begin to go like, oh, you know, um, uh, I, I've already fallen, right? I've already, uh, you know, committed um sin or, or, or have sexual sin in my life. Therefore, you know, this is not for me. No. The whole reason why Jesus came is that, hey, no matter what our past is, no matter what we've done, you know, Jesus is more than enough. He has already paid the price for our purity. Alright, the fight for purity is a struggle. 
especially um, where we are today, you know, everywhere. Like, you want to just watch a show to unwind. Also, you know, um, uh, 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 there can be scenes that, you know, sexually arouses you. You know, um, uh, everywhere, like advertisement, you walk on the, like, you walk on the streets and then you see something, you know, um, there are so many with the music that you hear today uh, can also, you know, begin to stir up feelings that, that you don't want to have or desires that you, want, you don't want to have at this point in time. You know, the fight for purity is a struggle, but it is possible, right? It is possible. You know, most of the time we lose the battle for purity because we look at purity wrong, right? Uh, we think purity is just, um, you know, about abstaining from sex to marriage, you know, because the Bible says, right, that, that you should only have um, sex with your wife or your husband, you know, therefore anything out of that is, is sin. And so the only rule that I have to keep is not have sex till I'm married, you know, or, or, or we think that the pursuit of purity is just simply be able to say, you know, um, or, or my wedding day, oh, oh, I've kept my virginity. You know, but that's not all there is to purity, all right? And, and so today, you know, we want to be able to have a correct understanding of what it means when God says, be pure, right? What it means when God says, hey, pursue purity in your life, okay? So um, regardless of what we've done, the only way we can be made pure is to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And guess what? We all need to be purified, Every single one of us, you know, leader or not, you know, a young Christian or old Christian, whoever, you know, everyone in this room, you know, it doesn't discount anyone. All of us need the blood of Jesus to purify us, you know. Um, and so, you know, be, uh, the, the, the thing about, the thing about, um, uh, no, I haven't read it yet. Okay, we're going to read in, um, uh, it's somewhere. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 8, alright? Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. It's just a very, very short um, verse. It comes from, you know, this whole list uh, of other verses called the Beatitudes, you know? And Jesus begins to say, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You know, and, and we talked about it earlier on, right? That purity is not just about the deeds, the, the things that we do or the things that we didn't do, you know? But purity is more a matter of our hearts. You know, uh, it begins to say, it doesn't say blessed are those who don't commit this sin. It begins to say, blessed are those who are pure in heart. Purity begins in the very core of a person, right? In fact, the Bible tells us in so many different areas that, hey, your speech comes from your heart, right? Your action begins in your heart. It's your thought that causes you to sin, right? Jesus is more concerned about what's on the inside, right? What's in the deep uh, private recesses of our lives is what He cares about the most, you know? And, and, and when Jesus comes and He comes and purifies us, He's more than just about breaking certain habits over our life, right? He's not just, oh, I, you know, I, I die a painful death on the cross just so that you can break a certain habit, right? He came for our hearts, right? He came to purify our hearts, all right? So um, even as, you, uh, as we have established that, you know, that purity is possible because Jesus has made a way for us, then the question next is, why do we choose purity, right? In, in a world and in a time where everybody says otherwise, right? Everybody says it's okay, right? It's normal. You know, um, that's what um, the world is trying to do today. That it, they, they try to say like, look, you know, uh, it's normal now because everybody else struggles. Yes, everybody else struggles, but we can choose to live not as a right, uh, not as a slave to sin, but as a slave to righteousness because we have Jesus um, who cleanses us, right? So why choose purity, young person? Purity matters to God. Purity matters to God. You know, um, I, I remember there was this one, um, 
one particular um, worship session, right, um, in church, you know, where God began to give me a new revelation, you know, of just the price that He paid, all right, for us to walk in purity. Um, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 begins to say, Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. Right? Jesus, it matters to God that we walk in purity. Right? Because if it doesn't matter to Him, He wouldn't have gone all the way. Right? He wouldn't have paid the price, you know, for us to walk in purity. You know, um, you know and He commands us to be pure even in the Bible. It matters. That's how you know it matters to them. Like, Certain things matters to me as a mom, right? Uh, I'm nagging my kid all the time, right? Um, you know, like, hey, you, you, like, their hygiene matters to me now. Okay, I mean, always. Okay, but like, you know, I, I make it a point, right? I, I'll tell them, like, you need to take your shower. You need to brush your teeth in the morning. You need to brush your teeth at night. Why? Because it matters to me, right? In the same way in the Bible, God commands us again and again, hey, let's walk in purity. Why? Because it matters um, to Him. You know, uh, uh, in James chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Come near to God and He will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, we read earlier on, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. It instructs us, hey, you need to cleanse your hands. You need to purify your hearts, right? Leviticus chapter 21 verse 8, right? First Peter chapter 1 verse 16, you know, it begins to say, hey, be holy for I am holy, right? Be holy for I am holy. Um, you shall be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy, right? He commands us to be pure because it matters to Him. But why does purity matter to him? So, yeah, so I stopped halfway when I was sharing about this revelation that I had, right? Okay, because I realized it was the wrong point. But anyway, um, you know, so, so what happened was like, you know, I, I remember I was reading, right, in, in um, the book of Leviticus and, you know, Deuteronomy about all these rules, you know, that a priest has in order to come into the presence of God. All right, so um, if you don't know, right, in the Bible, it begins to tell us Jesus, uh, not Jesus, sorry, God begins to give very specific instructions, right, for the priest, in order for the priest to come into his presence, Right? They need to sacrifice, don't know how many, you know, cows. No, they need to do this particular ritual. They need to wash their hands, don't know how many times. They need to put on a very particular um, set of clothes in order to come into His presence. And I remember like, you know, as I was reading, I mean, it's a bit of a dry reading, but I remember like reading it and going like, you know, God, why is it so troublesome? You know, why is it so like, you know, why must you make it so difficult, you know, for somebody to come into your presence? You know, I remember as I was just dwelling on it, you know, randomly, and, and I just felt like the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me, and He begins to tell me, like, all this is required because I am holy. You know, I am holy. And the, and the thing is that if they don't follow this set of rules, and if they don't prepare themselves before coming into the presence of God, they will fall dead, right? They will drop dead in the presence of God because He's a holy God, and and sin cannot dwell in the presence of a holy God. You know, that was the first thought that God began to give to me. And the second thought that He began to reveal to me is that, but look, I've given instructions and I've made a way. And it just blew me away because like, I just sat there going like, God, you didn't have to. Right? You can continue to be a holy God and dwell, you know, in heaven. I mean, we read, we, we, we sang about it, right? Angels bow before Him. The elders cast their crown before Him. He, he doesn't lack you know, people worshipping Him. He doesn't lack, you know, our beings, you know, just honouring and magnifying Him and glorifying Him. You know, but yet, He made a way. He made a way for us 
sinners, for us um, who has done so many wrong things in our life, are us sinful people to stand in His presence. And of course, ultimately we know that He gave His one and only Son, Jesus, so that today every single one of us can have access into His presence. So why does purity matter? You know, we read in Matthew earlier on, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Isn't that beautiful? Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Because if you understand how holy our God is, if you understand how blameless and how sinless our God is, we have no right to stand in His presence. You know, we have no business in His courts. You know, but yet it says that when we choose to walk in purity, we will see God. You know, um, and that is, um, that is why we choose purity. Purity grants us access into His presence. Purity is required to approach a holy God. Psalms chapter 24, verse 3 to 4, it says, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. You know, it blows me away to think about how God, um, you know, um, God did everything to make His presence available and accessible to us by paying the price of His blood to purify us. Young person today, you know, even as we begin to close off this time and, you know, get the band to come and join us, you know, it's not so much of like, you know, I, I want to keep a set of rules in my life, right? I want to be able, you know, oh, I have to walk this very careful step, you know, just to make sure that I don't fall into sin. You know, but that when we begin to understand, right, that it is God who first made it possible, right? It is God who first did everything that He can to pursue us even in the state that we, were, we are, the Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That He made a way even before we know the way. You know why? Because He wants to make His presence available and accessible to us. He longs for us to be in His presence. You know, and as we begin to understand that and begin to wrap our minds around how much our God wants us to be in His presence and that the requirement to stand in His presence is purity, purity will become our worship. You know, it's no longer just like, you know, God uh, is, is religious. You know, it's, it's about, oh, because I want to be like, you know, I'm just trying my best to be a good Christian. I'm trying my best not to fall into sin. But when we begin to re realize and understand that pure, walking in purity is worship. It's worship to God, to a God who has done everything to make His presence available to us. Who has done everything to make His presence accessible to us. You know, and as we begin to understand that, it shifts our perspective of what purity, what pursuing purity will look like. That, that is, it shouldn't be something that is like a heavy burden upon us, but it should be like, you know, God, it is a lifestyle. It is, it is my worship unto you because I love you. Because I long to also step into the presence that you've made available for me. God, I choose to pursue purity. You know, and young person today, when we say that purity is possible, you know, it's not possible in our own strength. And that is why He gave us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's the one that will begin to come and give us new desires. He's the one that will come and begin to bring forgiveness. He's the one that will be begin to give us the strength and the grace to begin to make the right decisions. It will continue to be a struggle, right? Because in reality, we still live in the flesh and our flesh is sinful. You know, but as we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us, and we begin to choose to say, God, I want to pursue purity. I want to walk in obedience. Right? God begins to turn that struggle into a delight. 
you know. Um, and so even today, we're going to get ourselves ready, you know, just to pray in this place today. You know, and, and really, we, we will go into more practical things, you know, in the weeks to come. We'll talk about, hey, how to guard your thought life. You know, what does it mean to walk pure? What, are these, what does it mean, um, you know, to, uh, like, how do you flee from temptation and things like that? You know, but I really believe that today, what God wants to do in this place is to give us that new revelation. That new revelation of how, you know, He desires purity in us. Right? And, and, and that, that God will begin to set us free from that mindset that purity is a chore. That purity is a burden. It is not. It is a joy because it enables us to walk in close intimacy with the Holy God. And that's it for this week. We hope you've been inspired and challenged to reach your generation for Jesus. Do check out www.theedge.org for more information, updates, and resources.